Hello, welcome to the Great British Shitcom, the show in which we watch some potentially forgotten sitcom classics to see if they stood the test of time. I'm Mark, this is Chris Woods. Hello. And this is Chris Jones. All right. Today we are watching Butterflies. You guys excited for Butterflies? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. Butterflies. Kids. Stomach. Yeah. Imagine that in real life, having that butterflies inside your stomach. It'd be worse than being nervous. But it'd be like a perpetual thing because then you realise you have butterflies and that make you more nervous. And so your belly just feels full of um, butterflies. And what did you do? What, what if you had actual butterflies in your stomach? Yeah. I don't know. Probably see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> more concerned about the, you know, the fact they're alive, not killed by the stomach acid. <laughs> well, if they manage yeah. to sort of float out of it, yeah, it's true. flutter around. I suppose you get tapeworm, that lives, doesn't it? Where does that live? Does that live in your stomach or does that live in your intestines? intestines I think. Yeah. Not quite as a catchy uh, title for a sitcom, though, is it? <laughs> Tape, tapeworms. <laughs> Life is like a tapeworm. Uh, we could just go mm. for the old woman who swallowed a fly route and then what eats a butterfly? Mm. Do you ever find out why she swallowed a fly? They never really said why. They Which just is sort I, don't, of I don't know why. gave her a diagnosis, didn't they? <laughs> Straight onto it. Yes, no, so. they don't give her a diagnosis. They're just, telling, they're just telling you the story about what happened. No, no, no but it's like. Why? Why did she follow, swallow a fly? I don't know why. Perhaps she'll die. I thought she said. I thought it said, I don't know why. Perhaps she'll die. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't know why she swallowed it. But he just went straight onto like it's not relevant, is it? It's just the uh, it, might, like it a, might kill her. I thought it was like a cold case from this the policeman telling the the rhyme. It's just a cold case he can't solve, and it's just like haunted him this entire time. Mm. <laughs> I could have done more. <laughs> yeah. I could have saved her. Yeah. <laughs> Should never have told us to eat that wolf or whatever it was. going to escalate. <laughs> <laughs> He's given her this advice as well. I'll tell you what, pop a, yeah, pop a wolf down your throat. And, uh, <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you phone 111 together. Yeah, yeah, great reboot of the Ladies Follow the Fly. Ted is drinking. I'd watch it. Drinking on his own. Yeah. It could have done more. A series of chalk yeah. outlines of bigger and bigger animals <laughs> that she's eating. Se- series 2 confirmed. I read to what the CGI budget because it's unrealistic. <laughs> oh, we're going to get a wolf. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's pretty good intro. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, all right, all right uh, what do you both know about Butterflies, the sitcom? Not the well, you did the insects as well, if you like, but you know, that's not what we're here to talk about today. Oh, uh, oh, <laughs> pointless <laughs> research. Point, yeah. <laughs> well, pointless. Well, nothing. Um, good. No, I know it's got the guy who was in Forty Towers, the psychiatrist who wanted his sausages. That's it. It's like he's gone for that over Linda. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nicholas Linders. Oh, like Nicholas Linders. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know. I was yeah. No, it's the guy from. No, it wasn't psychiatrist. He was a doctor. <laughs> Chris's favourite like <laughs> recurring sitcom character. Like, oh, follow him. He follows him around for every sitcom he goes to. What is it? In butterflies. Now I might as well watch it. Lindhurst. Is, is, is he eating sausages? No. Oh, disappointed. <laughs> well, I'll give it a go. <laughs> is he the guy that's in As Time Goes By? Um, is it that guy or the other son in this? I don't know, it might be. What do you mean, son? No, he's the old man. Oh, the old man? Yeah, he was yeah. in As Time Goes By. Should I give you a premise for what the series is? Please yeah, do. Kind of. Would one of you two like to read it? Because you're Chris, you're good at reading. 
Thanks. <laughs> That's sad. He kicks his phone on silent and he's good at reading. Education uh, system doesn't fail, does it? Um, do you want me to announce the eight? All right, all right. So this is Butterflies, series premise, Rhea. Is that short for anything? I don't know. Uh, happily married suburban housewife reaches the age where she feels as if life is passing her by, being taken for granted by a butterfly collecting dentist. Oh, that's weird, isn't it? No, that's why... Uh, it's weird, isn't it? It's like a serial killer, isn't it? Like collecting butterflies. It's usually, what do you do? It's usually a serial killer collecting butterflies. Them, chloroform? I do <laughs> uh, Collecting dentist doesn't help, so when the opportunity for an affair comes up, okay, she actually tries to decide whether she loves her husband enough to be faithful to him. So that's interesting. Hmm. It's interesting this description says she's happily married, whereas the Wikipedia one says she's frustrated. Yeah. Because if someone's happily married, you think they wouldn't be going for a um, an affair. No. Lepidopterist. Mm. So, it... Lepidopterist, is that the name for like a butterfly collector? No, just like wood. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> How'd you go in there? Um, okay, so it's going to be family dynamic. Uh, apparently, it's two sons as well that are kind of like he's a bit frustrated with their sort of layabout ways. Um, when was this? This was sort of late seventies then. So mm-hmm. it's got some gags about um, her disastrous cooking. Brilliant! That's always a rich, my, a rich yeah, was source a, of material. Oh, sauce, rich sauce. Yeah. Or, <laughs> I like her cooking. Am I, I right? Said, uh, watery sauce if it's banned. Yeah. So how um, relevant do you think the butterflies are going to be? Or do you think it was just like, oh, I can't think of a name for it. I'll just make him a butterfly collector. Uh, is he going to be doing it every episode? It does sound a bit tenuous, but then when you think about like the premise of it, where it's she's like a frustrated she housewife who's life. like trapped. Yeah. Like she's been trapped by this butterfly collector and <laughs> pinned and mounted. Not like that. Oh, who's the butterfly collector in this? Is it the dentist? The dad, Jeffrey Palmer. Dad, isn't it? Oh, he is. Dentist, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so then obviously there's yeah. a bit of a... I can imagine this we've seen. Yeah, yeah, I think on. so. Scenes of him just um just sitting in a room with like yeah, pins and butterflies. That's just really boring. His wife should be called Annette, that'd be that miss a trick there. Yeah, that that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, I'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been cracking thirty minutes solid. <laughs> yeah, not listen to anything else. Oh I get it. Oh no. Alright. So Carla Lane that wrote this also wrote The Live of Birds and Bread. Do you want to guess the rating? The the fun game we always play. Six. <laughs> it's always a round six. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right, what is the? Is it a, is it a round number or is it like no, a point? No, it's a decimal. <sighs> Pitchfork style. Uh, Seven point three. That's a six point nine. Sixty nine. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so this stars Wendy Craig, who was in Not Not in Front of the Children, Doctors and Casualty. Jeffrey Palmer, who was in Tomorrow Never Dies, and Paddington. He was in Paddington, did you pronounce that? And uh, 40 Towers, one episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's sausages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sausages. Doctor, thought I poisoned, but it gone off. Uh, Bruce Montague, who was in New Tricks. He was in Hollyoaks as well. And Doctors. And Nicholas Lindhurst, who was in Only Falls and Horses, as we all know. And, of course, Goodnight Sweetheart. So what, what what do you both know of them? What we've discussed about like butterflies. Did you know anything about it before we did this? No. Uh, no, no. I don't think it's. I'm not sure it's held in that high regard. Yeah, I I, I know very little about it. Like, I think this is one that just came up in some research. I think it's I, I think it's quite a gentle gentle comedy. Gentle? What do you mean? It's gonna be like uh, just safe. Yeah. Like it's yeah, gonna exactly. be mainly based around middle, like middle of the road stuff. Her cooking and the kids like oh dad. 
Yeah, but then apparently, like, this is like what I reckon this is like Carla Lane's best work, according to that. Oh, really? From reading it, I reckon it sounded like she did more interesting work than Life of Birds and Bread, to be honest. Well, I, I know more of the I know more about the Life of Birds. So, the episode we're watching today is called A Dog's Life, series two, episode four. What do you reckon this is about? Do I have a dog? We can find out, I suppose, don't we? Well, I don't know. Yeah, they're either going to get a dog or it's going to be. Um, a dog involved. Well, they've got to look after someone's dog. Look after someone's dog, and they're going to be uh, jealous of a dog. I don't know. Jealous of a dog. Well, yeah. I mean, like, so, yeah, because he's probably going to think, "Oh, a dog just has the life of it, don't they? They just lay around uh, sleep see, all day, don't they? Right? Or something like that. Or I don't know. I thought a dog's life was bad. What do you mean? Like, oh, it's a dog's life. Like, it's bad. You treat it badly. Really? Or working like a dog? Is it wrong? Is that yeah, no, I was right. Look, a dog's life, an, un- un- an unhappy existence full of problems or unfair treatment. All oh, right. Well, he led poor Amy a dog's life. I thought dogs, dogs, dogs are like, dogs are, dogs are well out here. Yeah, my dog's like loving it. Shouldn't the messenger? Dog's life, idiot, idiomatic, a miserable, wretched existence. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, the term referred to the hard life of the working dog, sleeping in a damp barn, chasing rats and other intruders, living on scraps, etc. Should we go watch this? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to watch series two, episode four, a dog's life. Why watching series two, episode four? I think it was the first one that came up that you could watch. I've start, I've noticed that a lot minimum of... effort. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things that are on YouTube now, they're starting to like take down. I think this is one of the ones that is still up. So, limited. Oh, either a coincidence or YouTube's finally hearing about shit and going, like, oh, we've got to shut these boys down. So, <laughs> what, one of the two. Probably the first. Ian YouTube is like, oh, we've got, <laughs> got to shut these boys down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go, let's go watch this. Love is like a butterfly, soft and gentle as a sigh. Multicolored moods of love are like its saddened wings. We just watched series two, episode four of Butterflies entitled A Dog's Life. I realized like, last time I, when I reintroduced coming back into this, people like just hear the intro to that. Yeah. And I say right beforehand, so I don't really need to say that. So, you know, what? Mental know that. Um. Yeah, never mind. We watched series two, episode four of Dog's Life. Um, Jones, do you want to read the premise art that we've got for this? Your turn. Again? Have you all done it? No, we just, we've done the series. This is the oh, e- yeah, episode so, premise. Oh, yeah, right. So the episode premise. The episode rating was 6.7. Episode premise. After the boys have annoyed new neighbour, Mr. Conrad, Rhea goes to church to rail at God about her static life and finds Mrs. Conrad is there. After almost running a dog, Rhea goes to see the doctor. He tells her to take things easy as she has nervous exhaustion. Mrs. Conrad is at the surgery too, and Rhea accuses her of spying on her, but Mrs. Conrad explains that both visits were down to her seeking comfort for her inability to bear children. Comedy. Uh, I was just to point out that the confrontation about her spying happens at the park when she notes that she's also at the park after seeing her at the surgery. Because mm. as we all know, people who go to church, the doctors in the park are worried about something. Mm-hmm. Standard, always. Or a pedo. <laughs> doctors about being a pedo Caught I'll cure, cure them I guess yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I've heard alright <laughs> then I'm going to do the classic uh, <laughs> each minute by minute <laughs> minute by minute <laughs> reenactment of that whole episode and if you've watched this episode and you thought that was bleak wait till you hear our retelling of it wait till you hear us <laughs> unenthusiastically oh. go through 
in real time that episode. <laughs> I've got nine bullet points. Okay, on we open on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Gordon? No, it was Gordon as a doctor. What was he? Leonard. Uh, Leonard. Oh, I'm Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Random. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's going down a slide. Yeah, because he's um, full of youth, exuberance. He's got his little bow tie on. Why is it? Do you mean, it's, it's, uh, I think let's let's set the scene for who Leonard is in this scenario. Good point. Though. Yeah. So like, the Rio is there, the the protagonist lady, the matriarch of the family. Leonard is, I guess, the guy she's he's, she's like a friend considering having an affair with, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, quotes friend, I guess. Male friend, don't know. Man friend. Yeah, he's wearing a little bow tie, got his jacket thrown over his shoulder. Bow tie. Are, they, are they implying that he's just. <laughs> well, there he is. <laughs> just looking at the TV screen, that's exactly what you could say. It's casual, isn't it? Yeah, very casual. <sighs> Would you ever a bow tie? Bow tie? No. I hate bow ties. I hate bow tie. I hate it. Okay. Well, if you're invited to a black tie, no, I'm just saying, yeah, but no, one, I know, but immediately he turned me off him with his character because he was wearing Turned a bow tie. Off. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> I agree. what a prick. There's no need for it. Uh, no. Sorry. It's immediately soft. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 yeah. no, just, yeah, no, you can't stand a bow tie. Well, I don't think it's anyone's tie, first tie of choice, but if you invite it to a black tie, I no, some people do. Some people choose to wear a bow tie. Like with Jane. a suit, they'll go to like work. James Bond. Wear it. <laughs> 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 non stop prick. Showing off, isn't he? Yeah. Okay, now. Oh, my watch shoots things out of it. Yeah, pathetic. What? <laughs> don't know. Is that we've got a special watch, isn't he? James Bond. Special watch? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. What do you think? Oh, what my car's at rockets that comes out of it. What, rockets Idiot. out of the watch? You haven't asked. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Oh, my white car goes under water like a submarine. Show yeah. off. Yeah, he's got, got, he needs it. It's part of his job, isn't it? <laughs> Company car. Could do without it. <laughs> what do you think? What if you get into a situation where you have to shatter some glass with a sonic ring? <laughs> I can shatter glass with my sonic ring. Farts. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then they're, mm. and I think they're, they're having a they're walking and talking. He's going on a slide. They're talking about. Uh, oh, I don't know. Just pissing him out. Fuck! Now. I should have written something down. He, he said something like, "I advise you have one hours like yeah. acting like a kid every mm. day to stay happy." Yeah, was, and, you, and like you, people who are free want to be like in a you know be with someone in a relationship. But the people who are in a relationship look like they want to be free. Mm. Like, and that's kind of like the overarching thing is about how people always want what you don't, they don't have, I think, is what the, mm. the gist of the whole thing is. Yeah. As we'll come to later on in the, the, the nuance of this episode. Yeah. That happens. They're play, being playful. He gets on the seesaw. She can't get him down. He's too heavy. Mm. He's, he's, he's helmet, his helmet hair is weighing down. the. the yeah, uh, he's egging her on. So like, oh, come on, pull, pull the other side of the seesaw down. Yeah, but he's yeah, making no slag. effort to all right, and then we get, finally, after that, we're, we're itching, we're waiting to see it, and finally, second scene, Lindhurst. We yeah. see him, and his testicles. Yeah, his both, brother, both of them. His brother, I think, was packing more, and it was more visible, but I think that might be because he was wearing a slightly lighter shade of denim. But in every yes. scene, you can see the exact position of both his testicles <laughs> and his shaft. Yes. And I, I pointed it out for you every, every time, didn't I? Yeah. To help you. <laughs> like, you... You started getting like bored of yourself doing it, so you just started pointing at the screen instead of verbally saying it. Well, you knew what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep, there, there it is. is. <laughs> well, there they are. Yep. Mm. They're playing frisbee across the street, right? It was quite. A, it was a bit, a bit weird, but then it was quite like, as, as <clears throat> in keeping with, keeping with the rest of the, the episode. It was quite. The dialogue was used quite sparingly and and in, with intent, right? So this scene was pretty much played out in silence, which I thought was interesting. Mm. But they were mm. it, and it was odd. 
Cause it's very people, gentle throwing. It's like they weren't. They were just throwing it really limply. Yeah, like it's like they were. They, they knew her in a residential street, and they didn't <laughs> want to cause the accidents. They weren't like lobbing the frisbee, thinking, no, 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 "I was no, going to no, win." No. They're proper like gently throwing it. So oh, they yeah. barely got across the road. Yeah, they're both yeah. pretty tall as well, so I don't need to get that much. And they're yeah. probably, I reckon they've got because they're so lanky. They've got quite a bit of reach on them. I think so. They don't really need yeah, to. Throw could it that have hard. probably just passed it. Could have passed it across the street. Yeah, and they're sort of. They got a little bit of a smirk on, a little bit of a coy. Expressions as they're throwing it across the street. Well, uh, they're knowing it's probably, you know, loads of neighbours looking out the windows thinking, oh, fucking pricks are out there again, that frisbee. (laughs) Yeah, so they're throwing the frisbee, and then one of them is a bit bit too high. Even for Lindhurst, who is extremely tall. Mm -hmm. I straight over his head, uh, and across the neighbours, across them opposite their house. And they're just backing out their driveway in like a like a shitty old like was it like a you know like a Granada or something? Add sunroof. Add the sunroof open. And the frisbee clattered into the the uh, the driving cockpit area. <laughs> Straight into the lap of Mrs. It's funny because that's actually what she said, isn't it? Oh, it's landed, it's landed in the cockpit. Yeah, it was in the bloody cockpit. <laughs> uh, right into the Mrs. Conrad's lap, Mr. and Mrs. Conrad, Mr. Mrs. Conrad, just a lady. Mr. Conrad's like a really pale weed man. He's got a mm. big like cowboy moustache. It lands in the thing, and he's like, and his wife goes, "Go and speak to him." And he's like, "I'm fine." Yeah, it was proper like resigned to doing it. He was almost like, "Oh yeah, well, it's just frisbee, fucking hell." And she was like, she was proper going on about it. It was really weird. It was a really weird interaction. And it was like she was saying that she was going to get um, decapitated by the frisbee. Like, oh, it's going to come in and chop me head off like that. It was like, uh, it's just, oh, it's weird. I think it's unlikely given that the angle, like as he subsequently says to um, thirty-one degrees, thirty-one degree angle. Yeah. We're not going to be able to. Yeah. He might sort of give a blunt, blunt force trauma to the skull, but you would yeah. probably not going to decapitate her fully. Wasn't going to happen. Um, the whole interaction was it struck of like them trying to, you know, where they try and do like the long drawn out dialogue to try and be amusing in itself, mm. yeah. but it wasn't. It was just really tedious. What's this when he goes to speak to the guy? Yeah, and and the car as well, where she was yeah, like, oh, oh, blah, 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 blah. yeah. So she kind of said that. I think, it, yeah, I think it, um, it, uh, um, it's, it kind of sets up for you that he's like a henpecked husband and she's always on at him. Yeah, but, but then, then kind he, of at the end of it, kind of subvert, subverts it. So you, you, it sets her mm. up as a, one kind of character, and you think, oh. She's like a busy body. I thought he'd be really meek, the guy, but he wasn't when he went no, to the door. No, exactly, yeah. No, he turned out, yeah, he went to the door and he was a proper prick, wasn't he? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. I was expecting him to go and say, oh, my wife just said, just, oh, whatever. But I then he actually pricked it up. He, he pricked it up, yeah. I thought it was a bit odd, given, <clears throat> given the fact we now know about like, her inability to have kids. Yeah. She was annoyed with the kids. You thought it should be like, sort of, you know what I mean, like, happy but about it. was annoyance, though, because she had jealousy and mm. longing. Oh. Which manifests itself in her being resenting the pe- their parents. Oh yeah, okay, fair. Uh, so then, yeah, this in, in that interaction, it kind of beat uh, Palmer. It shot from behind him, and it it shot to make him look like like a normal kind of slightly tanned colour. And then Mr. Connor looks really pale in comparison to him. And in, you know, in conjunction with his voice and like what he's saying about oh, you know, it came the frisbee came through my sunroof at an angle of thirty-one degrees mm. and at about approximate speed of twenty-five miles an hour at and he checks his watch and he says one one thirty-eight p.m. And then yeah, so that happens. Is that accurate for a frisbee to go twenty-five miles an hour? It's it's fast, really. I wanted that. Yeah, seemed a bit fast. But then you know he's guessing. He's making an approximation based on. Yeah, but it's kind of cross like he was being like oh. I'm <laughs> uh, so I thought that was quite, quite a nice little um, expressionistic touch there, making him look really pale. 
Um, his name's Ben, by the way, Jeffrey Palmer. Ben Parkinson. Parkinson. Parkinson, yeah. Parkinson. Ben Parkinson. Fastest frisbee throw is uh, 89.5 miles an hour. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Is that um, an official um, competition weight frisbee? Um, no, apparently that was set on, oh, hang on a minute, the scene of Butterflies, 19. <laughs> <laughs> Lindhurst. Lindhurst. World record holder. <laughs> That's what the art takes were. Uh, Guinness. Oh, that, <laughs> well, I wonder why that guy with a clipboard was standing watching him play frisbee. I thought it was like a council, but no. It was, uh... Yeah, and the two records are broken up there because the first one was uh, the farthest in the frisbee and then afterwards, the longest amount of time you spent clapping. <laughs> Just uh, in awe of that throw. Uh, yeah, well, at 89 miles an hour, Potentially, there could be decapitation involved with it at that speed. That could be, but then you've you got reckon? to think about what type of frisbee because that frisbee oh, yeah. had like quite a rounded edge, didn't it? If you had a frisbee, but anything travelling at faster than speed, <sighs> what like a cricket bat? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I a cricket bat. Why was that your go-to? <laughs> what a threat! Ninety mile an hour cricket yeah, bat. You, me, and the wicket now. I was thinking of something like quite quite fat and chunky, isn't it? Like this this point, guy point in eighty nine miles now wouldn't like, cut your head off, would it? For context, they roll a kitchen roll. Um, throwing it head at 89 miles an hour is not going to cut your head off, is it? No. But a cricket bat, if you flung it and it was doing yeah, that. Okay, yeah, fine. A cricket bat, I guess, maybe. But And you shouted Valhalla as you let go. Okay. Right. I think we've covered that then. And then, so that's setting up Mrs. Conrad as, as you, as it, based on her interaction with Mr. Conrad, as a bit yeah. of a busybody, and you're supposed to feel. Uh, unsympathetic towards her. That's how I felt it was set up to be. That's right. how it felt, yeah, for me as well. Mr. Conrad as well. So then they're talking, and then it turns out at the end of it, for some reason, he goes, Well, I suppose we'd have to have dinner now because we've just moved in or whatever. And he's like, Oh, fuck's sake. Then it goes to, uh, and then it cuts to like a, a quite a short interlude between uh, Rhea is walking back to her house. And oh, yeah, because in, in the first scene, which you're talking to, uh, Leonard, uh, that she said, oh, I get a feeling of dread every time I approach my house, is that normal or whatever? So then she's uh, walking along towards her house. Mrs. Conrad's sitting in the car waiting for Mr. Conrad to come back. So, and then this is like a quite interesting, uh, there are some quite interesting choices made, I think, in this, ep- in this episode because like, then it's like a voiceover between, like, showing their internal monologue. So yeah, she says, Rhea is walking along and she says, uh, no, Mrs. Conrad looks at her and her... Like her nosy her, cow or something, didn't no, she? No, no, she looks at her and her internal monologue is polished cow. Polished cow, that was it. Mm. And then uh, Rhea looks at her and then her internal monologue is like, oh, it's funny thing faces, isn't it? Like, um, her, It's funny because hers is like about as cheerful as a Roman coin, is her thing. Mm. I thought it was an interesting choice and you got a bit of a laugh. And then we're... Uh, Did it? Well, not, well, not from us. No. <laughs> we didn't laugh at all. Someone laughed back in the 70s, yeah. I did laugh at actually in the, first, in the scene in the park because there was just like a big, a long series of just uh, shots between Rio talking and then a reaction shot of Leonard, this un, yeah, un, unmoving face. It could have been a still shot of his yeah. face looking at her. And then it, like, it sequentially went... From her to him to her to him, but each time it's cu- cutting closer to their face. Oh, really? I, I don't understand why it, what it was trying to build tension or something. I don't know. It just seemed odd, and that made me laugh because it was such a strange choice to make. I don't yeah. understand what, no, I didn't what was that. going on there. All right, yeah, so after the two women talking, sorry, I'm taking over this, but no, then, go for um, it. this is the first look. How many notes I've written? That's I nice. never usually write notes. Look, I've done about three pages of notes. Because I thought because it was Marla Lane, I thought we should give it a go. That's why, that's why I gave you the smaller book so you feel better about it yourself. Better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've read a whole book. That's why, my hand, that's why my hands are so small. <laughs> Penis. Uh, so then it goes to the, who's it, Ben, and he's, he sh- shouts up to the kids 
to to two lads, the penis lads, to come down to tell him <laughs> off. Because he's annoyed that oh. basically he's annoyed that he has to have dinner with Mr. Conrad because he's a bit of a bit of a boring drip. Mm. Um, and this is so then he's telling them off, and then oh yeah, they get a laugh because they both come down and they both got novelty t-shirts on. So not yeah. Lindhurst. Was the other one's lad? No. Um, uh, Pete. <laughs> Every time, Russell. Russell. Russell is wearing a T-shirt that says he's a sex object with an arrow pointing at yeah. Nicholas Lindhurst, who plays Adam in this. And Adam is wearing a T-shirt, both black T-shirts. This one has got a bra on it. Yeah, yeah. and a bit with, of cleavage um, poking yeah, poking out. Big, like, proper spherical breasts, aren't they? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sphere- <laughs> like spherical. Spherical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, t- so they, they came back down and um, the ar- uh, Russell's character was standing on the left with arrow pointing to the right with... Adam there with the boobs and the, and the He's bra. He's a sex object. Pointing yeah, pointing at there. Yeah. And then did you see them switch places at all? I didn't notice that. It, must it have probably happened off scene. You. Like, I mean, they probably moved around. They weren't like... It happened really quickly. You didn't, didn't see them move, but then it must have been doing like a cut to, yeah. to set up the next joke. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I didn't see the point in having them walk down that way. They could have just done it the other way around. So basically, he's telling them off and he's not getting anywhere and they're, not, they're kind of laughing at him and sniggering and they swap places so that um, it, I'm a sex object is pointing at him and he realises yeah. and it gets a big laugh because he's like, oh, I'll ask you not to stand so that I'm being accused of being a sex object. And like, <laughs> <laughs> being accused. And then uh, Rhea is um, like kind of sniggering to herself and then she goes, oh, I better step in. And this is where, and this is where for the rest of the episode, I think this is where the shift in tone happens. And it doesn't really come back until the very, very last scene. Mm. Yeah. This is where the shift, it, it really does shift. And I thought, it, at first I wasn't on board with it because it seemed like a really odd shift in tone. But because it continued, I was like, well, this is obviously like a thematic thing that's like a, across the whole, the episode as a whole. Just, just so I understand correctly, in, in that she decided, no, hang on, I should be siding with my husband here. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So then she's like sticking up for him. And then it, it turns into a, her railing against everything like her and her existential mm, it sort of took over her didn't it really yeah Chris? yeah where was this in the church no no in the house oh. <laughs> <laughs> in the house where she gets the dinner oh the dinner yeah she went fucking nuts so this is where yeah this is where Chris was right it's right into the, the bad cooking thing because no, yeah, she, she's saying oh he, he uh, you come to his house and like he pays he comes in his, back to and his lunch break after because he's toiling at work and he comes back to the sample of the house that he pays for mm. And you know the kids that he's looked after, and then the food that, and then they start sniggering because she mentions food. And she's like, "Yeah, all right, the food that I ruined." And she yeah. like, she picks up the two like floppy leeks and a floppy fish, and she throws like a big rock hard baked potato. Yeah, I don't know if it was rock hard. It's quite rubbery, wasn't it? Bounced, but it yeah, sounded, it, was dense. it sounded it was dense, weighty the way it hit the potato. table. Was big potato, wasn't it? Big um, potato. I mean, how do you make how do you make up a baked potato? She must be going through something really. I mean, right. So then the breakdown starts, and then I think after that is the church scene, isn't it? Yeah, did just we find next, yeah. just think? Did any of us actually find her having a mental breakdown amusing? No, I it wasn't. I it, was it wasn't like it was a funny breakdown. It was just like an actual mental breakdown. Like it wasn't like done in a funny way. Like over, over, it wasn't over something stupid. It was like she was actually having a breakdown. <laughs> I think like if somebody told me before going into this that this wasn't a comedy, I, I think I'd believe it. Yeah. Like, it's not to say this that there wasn't funny moments in it because I can see what it was supposed to be, but. Largely, like it was done better as something that isn't a comedy, like the 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 telling the story of the woman having a mental breakdown. Hmm. Like that was done better than yeah. If you told me this was like a drama, I'd have yeah, probably yeah, thought, sure. Christ, I wouldn't watch it. But no, uh, <laughs> me neither. But, <laughs> is it better but I'd, appre- the, I'd appreciate uh, it more. Well, I, I don't know. I think I should say now that I thought this was really good. I thought this was 
the comedy, the cri- yeah, the com- the cri- as the, the, a cri- yeah, yeah, the criterion of it being a comedy, I don't think it was, but then maybe age is, you know, but some, it was a very gentle comedy, like we said it would be. But I thought, mm. as a, a written across the whole episode, it was re- I thought it was really, really well, well written. Yeah, I really for, liked it. For, for the for the characters and stuff. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. But just and some of the lines of dialogue and stuff are really good. I really for the dialogue. Really, yeah, some of it was really good. I thought we'll get onto that. But, okay. But then, like yeah, we, yeah, we're saying, I've, I, I, like I said, I mean, that, the scene in the kitchen where she it it switches that tone. I said it, I felt it it felt awkward in the time, but as the as the time of the episode went on, mm. I felt it fit in quite well, and like a shift of tone was like a, a wasn't just in the scene; it was part of that, a shift in tone for the whole episode. Yeah, the whole thing it just it was her building up. So then, but then yeah, we're arguing that like. Is is dealing with a, a, like a really serious sub- subject that isn't wasn't funny, but then we can say like one of our favourite things we watched was One Foot in the Grave, and you can say the same thing about that. There are really uh, funny parts in it, really funny with Deaton like being Deaton, but then there are like really dark things that he touches on. In the 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 whole show of One Foot in the Grave is a balance. So like if something bad happens to Victor in that. The, the, the thing that happens is so absurd that you just like this can only happen to him. It's that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, whereas, whereas in this, it's, it's like it's bleak. <laughs> yeah. That said, though, I would say no, that was loud. Well, that said, though, I would say that we probably, as uh, of course, the three of us see more one foot in the grave than I, don't, I would say that none of us have seen any more than this butterflies in this one episode. No, uh, no, yeah, of course. But for the episode that we were watching it on, it was like uh, they didn't intermingle it with any sort of laughs. There wasn't really anything f- like amusing in between. It was just like bleak, bleak, bleak. Mm. No, no, like sort of like oh, I don't know. Not by the end of the episode, it's like Christ. Are, are we are we trying to find the humorist? Is, is that is that what you're getting? Yeah, no, I can see where you're coming from. There, there were long stretches of it that weren't. But then I think it was just, it was intentional. Like there wasn't it wasn't like were, it was trying to it was trying to make things funny that weren't landing at all. Mm. It was saying right, this is the part where we're dealing with this now, and it's not we're not going to do any jokes. Yeah, like there was the part the in the car. Definite parts when of the that. Guy was, the chauffeur was driving in. There wasn't really anything funny in that. And it was, it was intentional, wasn't it? Like, and then, like in the church, well, I think I try to put funny stuff into it. I try to put funny stuff like where he's going, like, "Oh, you know how you like loom up behind me, your friends in the park," and then he looms up behind him and grabs him. It was just really weird. Yeah, and I, that was trying to be funny, but it wasn't very funny. But you could argue that they get a laugh, like from the audience. I mean, we didn't think it was funny. No, but there are lots of things that we don't think of, have, think are funny in this in this podcast that. <laughs> Other people seem to, for some reason, think it really funny. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I, uh, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I but I wasn't expecting to like, come out. I wasn't expecting to get anything out of this, and I'm really quite surprised that I did. What did you get out of it? No, just in terms of like, I thought it was really, really well put together and really well written. Well, yeah, it was edited, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. yeah. And also, this, this, as a mm. piece of writing, I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I can get on board with that, yeah, but so, yeah. the, the criteria of like, for, for me, if, if it's a comedy, I should be laughing more than I'm engaging with it. So it's, it's the same problem I had when I first watched, I, I know this is the American thing, but Orange is the New Black, that was sold to me as a, a comedy. In the first series of that that I watched, it it didn't feel more a comedy. I don't know if either of you have seen that, sorry. But we do this all the time though. We always say, we always come up with the same examples, like uh, Catastrophe or something like that. Mm. It's got like, or Fleabag or something. We always we say they come up with the same the same examples, and we we always go, oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they both you say they're both comedies, aren't they? But they both touch on like serious things, and there are parts of it that aren't funny. Yeah, but it's, deliberately it, not trying to make anything funny. It, it's, it's the it's the ratio and the weighting of it though. Like the the something like Fleabag, for example, that 
it's got clear bits where like you'll like be finding it very funny and there's other bits where you're finding it very like like hard hitting and like going oh fuck Jesus Christ I can't believe that so it's, it's the balance of it it's brilliant and that's what makes that a worthy show of winning all the awards that it's had but something like Butterflies like I'm, I'm, I'm watching One Woman's Mental Breakdown yeah but then also I'd say as there are, well there are jokes scattered Sorry. but like it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the percentage like of it like the, yeah. the, the jokes are like the little sprinklings on top of what is like mm. a, a, a well written show about a woman having a breakdown yeah that is fair that is fair but then also to counter that I would also say that the examples that we're bringing up Fleabaggers in the last I don't know four three or four years isn't it because Hashtag is a similar period of time but yeah. One Foot in the Grave is a, like mid to early to mid 90s this is like late 70s so if I think I'm, in that sense I would say maybe it's ahead of its time yeah so I'm going to just get up the uh, for, for listeners at home I'm going to get up the um, it's got an Excel spreadsheet timeline he couldn't wait to get it out could he it's helpful it's helpful so look at that so like for context look at the same time as Are You Being Served yep so let's just yeah. get let's get that there Terry and June and Heidi High they happen at the same time as this do you know what I mean? So, like, this is quite complex and, like, emotionally... Absolutely. It doesn't completely work. That's fair enough, yeah. but was it entertaining? Would you watch it if it was on now? Are you going to go home and, like, burn through us the butterflies? No. Because you I wouldn't, wanna... I wouldn't have watched it at all, but now that we've watched it, yeah. I'm just giving it a fair... Uh, what, I think is, <laughs> what I think is fair. But, yeah, Mel okay. Mickey, it was not the same time as this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Metal Mickey... <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, I'm not saying. Oh, I don't know. But I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Sorry, Mickey got AIDS. That was really hand, sensitive to handle. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't not have to Mickey be, does clinic, it? Why, why does it have to be? Doesn't it? It's plenty of drama things on it. Why do you have to? Like, I mean, I, I enjoyed my time watching Metal Mickey more than I enjoyed watching this. <laughs> And that's not because, oh, sorry, Metal Mickey did the drama better and like okay, there was that, right, touch it, well. that touching moment about leaving home and leaving no, your family <laughs> behind, was it? It's like, you know. True, that's true as well. <laughs> that's true as well. But then, uh, then uh, I'm just saying in, like, in the, the environment that it was produced in and in the time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there must have been like... That, uh, but there must have been loads of stuff produced in that time period, not necessarily like in the comedy genre that was just as hard-hitting and thought-provoking. This wasn't like the only show that was ever tackling any tough issues in yeah. the 70s, was it? It just feels like this was put in the wrong category. This, this was kind of like, yeah, this was putting itself out there as like, okay, bittersweet. So the idea is with bittersweet, it's like it's, yeah, it's not all laughs and jokes, but there is some in there. Whereas this, I thought, what, what actually made me laugh? What was actually funny in this episode? I, I, I'm interested to see what we're going to say when we get to the joke of the week. I, oh, yeah, I mean, like none of us were cracking up with me, but then no, but not even I can say, that, like, I can say that about all the, the sitcoms, like I've just mentioned in this period, like mm. none of them are like I think it's just it's, we're kind of removed from it by its age. Yeah, but that's, that's the point. What it's supposed to do, isn't it? Like to as it's the test of time. That's kind of what we're here for. Uh, yeah, oh, we'll get onto that, I suppose. So anyway, but yeah, so this is the I think this is where it kind of really set its stall out in terms of what it was trying to do which was the church scene so it starts off mm. and we were like oh it's just like a dream sequence because it was shot like really oversaturated and with a kind of like soft soft edges to this sort of thing like oh this looks like a dream sequence but then it kind of dissolved back into the normal yeah thing and she was hearing like you know internal kind of her, she could hear like the guy what was the thing he said uh, oh you, she said oh he said, she said something and he said, oh, you're bent but not broken. She, could hear, she heard that in her head echoing. Yes. And yes. 
that kind of shit. And then uh, so she's praying and all that. And then she gets up to leave the church. She's on her own in this little church. And then she stops and then turns. And I was like, well, she's, she's going to do like a fucking monologue thing here. And then she does like a monologue to God. Mm. How, do you feel, how do you feel about that? Um, I, I mean, again, it depends on what criteria I'm assessing this. Like, it wasn't funny. She was just like ranting at God. Uh, and then she sat back down and prayed to God. So, like, it, it for me, it didn't do anything for the comedy. I don't remember anything being f- funny in what she said there, unless I'm misremembering it. Um, I heard like, a few laughs going on. I was making notes, so I wasn't... I didn't hear... Sorry, I didn't hear everything she said, but... I got a few... Like, I think it was just... Uh, I don't know, like, for the time period, I think, like, something in a... Like, in a drama, unless it was something... Something that was kind of... In the context, we could do something structurally like this, like a play or something, where mm. people accept the conceit of you having a monologue to God. But this is like a on BBC Two. This is a sitcom where a character has like a lengthy monologue about you know her existential crisis to God. Yeah, but then nothing nothing happened with it. It was literally she just went in and ranted to God, and it was like yeah, yeah. okay, and then she just walked out. Whereas like, like she saw uh, Miss Conrad, yeah, she saw Miss Conrad, and then she just kind of turned, and looked at her, and then walked out, and it was like, well, okay, but it's not like they did anything. Like, okay, if she could have walked in, gone to the altar, had a rant to God, and done all that, then she could have turned around, and there'd have been like a Sunday school class or something in there or something like that. So it's not the mm. rant; it's but the that, absurdity that, of the situation. That, jo- that joke happens with the uh, the dog. If that was, uh, yeah, I know, but <laughs> again, that was just what <laughs> was, was that? That's good. How about more? <laughs> no, but uh, I don't know. it's just rants, wasn't it? It was just like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, th- I think what... I, I don't really feel it w- worked. As, it wasn't funny. Yeah. It wasn't amusing. I, I'm not faulting the, the writing of this only. I'm only faulting the writing of this in, in aimed at it well, being a sitcom. I'm faulting the writing of it as being a piece of comedy. Yeah, yeah. It was well written as a, a show, yeah, but it wasn't sure. a well written... I don't think it was a well written comedy show. Yeah, it it didn't it didn't make me come away from this going. Oh, I remember that time that funny show spoke about like uh, a woman having a mental breakdown or like crisis of being a mother and like finding it hard and being in a relationship. I, I, I mean, again, we're looking at this two seasons in, so we don't know about the the, the lead up to it. I don't know whether it was yeah. better set, but it just seemed like. I mean, if this is season two, episode four, mm. I mean, is she literally just having? Is she just mentally snapping out of the blue like every episode? Like, because that's mm. like, um, yeah, for every episode, uh, like so at some point confused. it stops being funny and it starts being quite like sad, really. Yeah, well, I think also just uh, I didn't like the fact the family didn't seem to give a shit that she was having a mental breakdown, like yeah. the doctor, even, even after the, the doctors. Well, I think that's the point, though. I think that's the point, it, yeah, but it, it wasn't it, funny. Bear in mind that it's, it's written by women as well, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. funny, it wasn't funny the fact that they didn't like it. It was just, it was felt, I don't know, for me, it just felt really out of place, like. They didn't do anything amusing with like, oh, she's like having a breakdown. They literally just sat there and he read the paper and watched TV and was like, oh, just leave her to it. So like, going back to your point of like... I don't know, I don't know whether that would be funny about them, but I just I didn't really sit with it. So like, yeah, it was written by a woman, but like the the way the, the men act in this really is just like, for me, how the men would probably act. Yeah. That, like, that's, I felt accurate. Like, the response was just un, unemotive towards it, making casual snidey remarks. But for me, and I may be wrong in saying this, to make that a comedy, you amp that up. You don't just leave it as it is. To leave it as it is makes it more true to life. And that's giving them an an extreme version of that. Yeah. Proper, like, so it's so 
ludicrous. It'd be like, it's unbelievable that they're acting that way. Whereas that, it was just Come like... On, what, oh. what, what are you saying? So like, she's throwing stuff down the stairs and that's that's all funny. Yeah. yeah? That's that, the, supposed to be funny, that. Yeah. And the way that all three male characters in this, the two sons and the husband, they just act fairly normal. It was like probably me and my brother would and my dad. Like just going, like, oh, she's up to it again. Like, th there was nothing more in that. To, to make that whole scene a comedy, you would, I, I assume, made some of them characters a caricature of what that's like. But oh, oh, I can't believe, oh, she's throwing my skeleton down the stairs or just something like that, something that added to it rather than them just going, yeah, that's happening. Well, even in the case, like, he's like um, sitting in a chair with the stairs overlooking it. So as she's throwing it, it's like falling around him and he's just getting on with it while it's like chaos around him. It's like mm. landing in his glass or something like that and he's just drinking it, we're still in it. Yeah. Like, so it's like, but they were in another room. Mm. listening to it which... yeah it completely removed from the scene or the, yeah. the, the bit where um, Lynnhurst says like oh she doesn't throw my guitar I was listening out for the sound of guitar to crash I'm like yeah. that that's gonna happen surely but then it, it didn't so like it, it, it was it was written true true to life rather like than too true to life like too yeah. realistic which I, I think that's not to say that can't be done well no. but yeah, I don't know. But I don't think that's just what the, like, what that's this not show what this, is. No, no, it's not. You're, no, you're right. Well, it's it, it's not that sort of comedy. But well, what's, that, what sort of comedy is it? I wouldn't say it? it was like, uh, like naturalistic, but it's it's tending that way rather mm. than what you you two are looking for. I think. Yeah, no, yeah, I I understand that, but what I don't understand is what is it supposed to be? Like, where's where is? Well, I think that's comedy. why it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but, in, but you're saying interesting, but not. Something you'd watch for a bit of. Where's the lows? Where are all the lows at? Yeah, but then that's, this is what this is. I mean, this is like, this is a BBC, BBC Two comedy as well. Mm. So then I think that changes like what you should be expecting from it as well. Because BBC Two, I don't know, is not kind of throughout its lifetime has been where you put like the slightly odd things. And mm. like when we were growing up, like you put on BBC Two was the cut of the office was on BBC Two, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I don't remember. So you know, all the all the stuff that I liked watching growing up, like the not the mainstream comedies, but the, the slightly odd, yeah, and the cult culty type things. And I wouldn't obviously I wouldn't say the butterflies is like a cult show. <laughs> well, <laughs> but um, I think that yeah, I think this all kind of feeds into it. I'm not like I don't think obviously it wasn't the, the hilarious and the funniest thing I've ever watched, but I think no. I think it deserves. I don't know, like Chris said, yeah. I mean, interesting doesn't make it a great comedy, but then I think. As a whole, I think it was a successful thing, and like I was, I was a bit dubious when we were, before I was reading about Carla Lane and saying that this is probably mm. their best work. But oh, it was really good. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not faulting that. I, just, I, well, I didn't. she portrays someone having a mental breakdown very well. I didn't want to laugh at it. Yeah, well, then she needs to get help. She needs like the other side of the coin. What a bleak time of life. The other side of the coin, you could, we could, if she had done that, made that cartoonish, hilarious thing where she's outlandishly about a mental breakdown, you'd be like, yeah, and then we could say, well, that was funny, but then it's a bit off that portraying a mental breakdown and then we're laughing at her. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. The, the 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 thing with that be is not to make it not to make you laugh at her. It's to laugh at yeah. the people's reactions to her and how it's like in the situation, isn't it? But then we could you could also extend it to that, saying that she's not there. Not, well, they weren't taking that seriously anyway. But then I think like I don't think they didn't care. I think they just emotionally didn't know what to do and they didn't know what was happening or what was causing this and they didn't know what to do about it. So well, that's, yeah, but that's, that's like they informing their reactions. But that's like they didn't know what to do with the character. They just had them sit in a room. 
Oh, she's having this scene where she's having a breakdown. What do we do with these three? Oh, I don't know. We'll just have them sitting down and saying, oh, she's doing it again. I just think that um, we've watched shows where it's, had, it's been the same, the, the same, we've had the same amount of laughs, but have had nothing else to take away from it. I agree. Like, wait, so, all right, let, let's pair this against the probably ultimate example for me, Waiting for God. Waiting, waiting for God was horrendous. Like, yeah, this oh, is I never want to spend like another second of my life. Where, like, you go, oh, I understand what, what you're trying to do, but it isn't funny. Yeah, but this, this made me think, which for me, a lot of good comedies have that aspect to it as well but it had more of that and comedy after she leaves the church right she's driving <laughs> up, she's driving in her mini yeah and she runs, runs over a dog she's having like a was it an internal monologue or she, talk, she was talking out loud to herself allowed. in the car saying oh you know I'm happy yeah. my husband's great he's got a craggy face and uh, he's got so much wisdom and she's like to talk herself around into yeah and I like that she was talking herself around rather than that being in her head I yeah, thought yeah, that was good which is fine <laughs> a dog runs out it's a border collie uh, runs across the road she's furious she stops the car and she goes and the dogs are sitting there panting on the side of the road looking at her <laughs> yeah right in her face right in her pumping the breath into her face mm. and then she I can't uh, I, I can't remember exactly what she said to the dog like saying that was silly you don't want to die do you or whatever yeah it's just like I thought it was weird where she said like oh you're going to die and then nothing much happens after that so someone who goes to church to not believe in any sort of yeah. uh, onward movement is a bit weird I thought I thought it was like quite a, I don't know if it's interesting or clever or whatever but she's had this in the scene before a monologue to God and now she's having a little monologue to a dog dog yeah I think that's just because they called the episode of Dog's Life and I thought hang on a minute there's no dog oh <laughs> put, put a new scene out. in yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then she's having this extended monologue out loud at the side of the street to a dog and then she looks up and the camera the, the, the shot changes to behind her looking up from her point of view and there's a group of people looking at her like, yeah that was done really well displayed, which is got quite a big laugh isn't it yeah, it, it's, that's a, that's a good trope, and it was done well. And she's like, "Well, I, I didn't, I just didn't want him to die." And then she just sort of meekly gets back into a car and drives off. I half expected that dog to follow her into the car for some reason. I, but I know, again, I know it's not, not that sort of comedy. But dog, like, dogging. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, she had sort of had the door open for a little bit. And I kind of thought the dog would run in, and they were going to adopt the dog. But then I realised the sort of comedy I was watching. Yeah, that well, that yeah. was the only reference to a dog in this. Mm. That was it. I can't understand why it was called a dog's life because she's. It probably goes back to She's the... She's having a bad time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just No, I'm very literal. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know more about the dog's life. I want to know more about that dog. What did that dog do when it home? Where did it, where did it grow up? Uh, and then she goes to the doctor after this. Yes, she does. Um, and the doctor Gordon. tells her she, he's got, she's got nervous exhaustion. It was, it, and I thought it was going to go into like a slightly misogynistic, patronising, oh, you're hysterical, whatever kind of thing. But yeah. then he was quite, it was quite understanding and sympathetic to her. And then he had like a little line about, she was like, I'm not going insane in my own. And he's like, well, you know, we all kind of interact with insanity and, and it's like, people think of it as like a pool or like a swimming pool. Some of us dive into insanity like head first. Some of us disappear into the you know, our reflection and then some of us aided, aided and abetted by us dip our toes into it. Oh, oh did you write all that? That's quite an interesting line, yeah. Oh. Uh, so then that happens and she's like, I could give you like the drugs to numb you or whatever, but and she was like, nah, <laughs> nah. allow it, allow it. And she leaves, and then he immediately phones uh, Ben, who oh, I think he's, it turns yeah. out he's like a university friend of him. It right sounded there. like it, yeah. I think cause the doctor was saying something about, oh, he was loosely talking about the time this person did something at uni, that wore wellies or something. Yeah, ran down he was the talking about ben. halls with yeah. nothing but wellies and a woolly hat on. And yeah. he said, oh, and you've still got funny legs or something yeah, like classic. that. That was it, yeah. Bit of humour there, everyone laughed. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> um, then we... Right, I missed this because it goes back to the interior of their house and Ben's there doing his butterfly collection. 
Yeah, so it cuts from the doctor to Ben on the phone to the doctor, and then the phone call ends, and then Ben sits, sits down and starts doing the butterfly thing, and he's playing for butterfly, and he says, "Oh, just as beautiful and just as difficult to handle." Mm. All right, which is you know, butterflies. Then mm. like, is it a cleaning lady? And she says something, and I got a laugh. But I didn't hear what she said. I wasn't paying yeah, attention. I was writing no. a note down, so I didn't hear what she said. Yeah, I didn't really hear what she said. Uh, he said either. Got a laugh, so that's a bit of sprinkling of comedy. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not a Carla comedy. Carla Lane's hired me as a defence uh, solicitor. Yeah, I suppose I <laughs> I could see the comedy in it and like, yeah. it just didn't, no, no, it didn't yeah, land. Yeah. Is, so is that what I'm trying to make? Fine, yeah. <laughs> After this Fuck is the off. scene with uh, Big Leonard and his chauffeur driving down the country lane he's been for a jog or something. Sorry, the bit in between where they first stuff down the stairs. We kind of covered that. Shit, really. yeah, I didn't write anything for that. No, nah, sorry. That, well, I think we just said it previously that like, she just chucked stuff down she's the stairs. Going, she's uh, chucking shit down the stairs from the two sons' bedrooms. There. You know, like we've just said, no, what's the day then? She snaps out, kind of snaps out of it, and, but like not snaps out of it in complete normality. She's like obviously on edge and she goes, I'm yeah. going to the shops now. Yeah, it was almost as if like yeah. she didn't even know she'd just done that. Yeah, and she's like, clean this mess up mm. and leaves. Then it's the lenders and the chauffeur, which is again was thought pretty, pretty good scene. He's talking about marriage, is <laughs> that, to the sh- with the chauffeur? Oh, yeah, the chauffeur was saying to him, like, oh, trying to warn him off going she, she's married and That's blah right, blah yeah, blah yeah. and then he said oh at my age everyone's married and attached uh, yeah yeah. Okay. I, th- I think we should go back to the very start of this as well where she was talking about how her son Adam broke up with his girlfriend recently mm. and saw that she the girlfriend was then sort of eyeing up Leonard so like he's, he's like basically lots of women fancy him and that so he's supposedly an attractive guy and yeah um, people want him so the the chauffeur was essentially saying, well, "What are you talking about? It's like you don't have to go for this woman. You can have anyone you want." It was essentially that. Mm-hmm. But he's, he was saying, "But no," alluding to the fact that he just wanted wanted her, wanted Rhea. Yeah, which um, yeah kind of ties into the whole people what they can't don't have thing. Yeah, and then the chauffeur says, uh, and he says something like, "Marriage is." Um, Something like a dash of happiness or something like topped up with despair or something. And then the fella Leonard's like, oh, um, yeah, like when you have whiskey, you know, mixed into a lifetime of water or something. And then the chauffeur's memorable, like, memorable line. Yeah, and the chauffeur's <laughs> like, yeah, but in, in, you're you're drunk, you're so drunk that you don't know, like, even notice. I can't remember the exact line, but I thought it was really, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Uh, like, so good, I immediately <laughs> so good. I forgot really it. Forgot the exact wording, and but just, I thought it was yeah, a really good. Uh, I thought that was good. If I'm honest, I think I was staring into the middle distance at that point, but yeah, that was that sounds good. <laughs> sounds good <laughs> if you say so. You went for it, mate. So this is when they're, they're pulling into the park to see if she's there. Yeah, this is where he takes a wheel and steers it around. Instead of a chauffeur oh, thinking, like, I've got no control of this car, I'll stop it. He just keeps the pedal going down and just Floors literally it. just allows, allows the car to be guided in a park, it's just wherever where it wants to go. Yeah. That's in the, the chauffeur's handbook. If there's any over difficulty, just floor it. Just like, don't break. Goes up the seesaw, he's on two wheels. <laughs> Wee! Way! Uh, yeah, Whatever yeah. you do, don't break. That's it, the chauffeur's handbook. Oh, yeah. So he runs over to Rhea because he's got. Bearing in mind, as he's getting out of the car, the chauffeur's like, "You've got a business meeting in four minutes." Yeah, four minutes. It's, yeah, <laughs> just going to turn up sweaty. Just been for like a, yeah, just been from a run. Like, yeah. So Rhea's on a bench because obviously she's walked out of the house because she's had a mental breakdown. So she's gone to the park uh, and then he walks over to her and he's trying to talk to her and obviously she's not just not mood. with it. So she's just not listening to him and then he gets all 
RC and goes, right, well, then, fuck you then, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the exact words, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write down, so fuck you then. No, but he does, he's, I can't remember what he said, but he... It is odd, he does dismiss her. In, yeah, in, he gets all angry and then dismisses her yeah, and then walks so off. Many, not in so many words, he says to her, like, oh, I could kind of have anyone I want to, like, yes. you're lucky that I'm paying attention to you, sort yeah. of mm. Bit of a dick move. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty British. Especially like your sweat. But he uh, beat away his bow tie, so we knew that in the start. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> all the signs are on the wall. <laughs> all the classic warning signs. Uh, so then, yeah, so then, oh, yeah, so he says that to her, and then he's like... Um, and he just walks off and shit. No, no, no. He says, something, like, he says something... It could, if you heard it, overheard it, which is, is being overheard by Mrs. Conrad, as it turns out. Yeah. He says something like, oh, you know, I don't know why I've bothered coming to these little, our little orgies in the park. And he storms off. And the camera comes of cuts a wider shot and yep. Conrad is on the bench next to him and then Rhea realises she's like for fuck's sake like if she heard that you'd think that I was you know banging some bloke in the park mm. yeah so, so she's furious she storms the, over to confront her it's the third time they met each other so it was the yes. church doctors and now in the park yep. yeah and she goes oh if you're trying to annoy me scare me or something else well done you've yeah. done all three are you spying on me yeah mm. and then the next door neighbour says well you, what's up with you? You've been in the church, the doctors, and the park. So like nosy cow. Someone who's <laughs> just worried. Yeah. And I'm thinking, or just you know, just a person. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily I'm mean just a religious anything, person with an illness and a lot of time. Like, yeah. Leave like, me alone. Mm. And, and so, then yeah. it goes into oh, just depressingly bleak <laughs> monologue about <laughs> the fact she can't have children. I was, I was like, was it great? What was great about it? What I thought was odd is that she. I don't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, at no point did she say, I can't have children. She said, I don't have children. Yeah. But I think it's implied, isn't it? Oh, all right. Yeah, so she explains this to, uh, to Rhea, and then like, she like, breaks down. And then Rhea... So she says, oh, I'll go to the I'll go to the doctors because I'm worried about not having any kids. And I go to the church because I don't have any kids. Mm. And then I come to the park because I've got nothing else to do because I don't have any kids. And then Rhea goes... I said like in a like a sort of mirror of that she's like I went to the doctor because I'm so stressed because I've got kids and I went to the church because I was just because I've got kids <laughs> and um, I come to the park because I, I just want to get away from my house for my kids but what, yeah. wasn't the, the way that was set up it was like an A-A-A-B-B-B so the, the one woman said everything and then the other woman said the exact opposite yeah so f- mm-hmm. f- for again personal opinion like that's a the, w- the other way you would do that would be one woman says, oh, I th- I'm really worried because I don't have this. And everyone's like, oh, I'm really worried because I don't have this. And it, that would escalate. But for me, that would be a sense of comedy rather than one going, these are all my problems. And everyone going, yeah, I've got the but same ones. Spo- it wasn't supposed to be funny. Exactly. But it's a comedy. Like, you, you could still, you would still <laughs> write about that, that. It's a bit of sweet comedy. But that would still hold the element bitter. of it being sad. <laughs> Not enough sweet. Yeah, give me the sugar. That's <laughs> all I'm asking for. <laughs> Come on. It would have... It wouldn't have landed emotionally then, like. Yeah, but that's the point, of, but, but that's the point of what they were it, trying I, to do, I, the intent. No, but but I, I think watching, it would have who's done. Who's switching on to like BBC Two comedy, thinking like, oh, it's uh, whatever time this was on, thinking, I'd really like a bleak evening, please. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was on after this? I don't Why know. Why they've been too to happy schedules. today? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it's bittersweet, and then there's bleak. But it wasn't bleak. Well, it was bleak. Of course it was bleak. What, a crying woman on a park bench because she can't have any children? And depressed in her it life. Was, yeah, it was kind of. Jones like... loves that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he's always outside, outside, uh, oh, he's always outside <laughs> the fertility <laughs> clinic. It, yeah, I can't looking for laughs. I can understand how like it, it was a bit shallow in that Mrs. Conrad is like in utter despair, and it was only used to cheer up Rhea. 
<laughs> yeah, that's awful, actually. That, yeah, that's quite shallow. But then, yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, I suppose like the structure was kind of like, it was like Christmas Carol, Wonderful Life type thing where it's showing mm. her what, she, what her life would could be like. Yeah. And it's like literally like, she runs, it's like the end of Christmas Carol where she runs, like the final shot as they're going, running back going, oh, Ben. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was the end of it then. But then, yeah, so I guess it must be just like peaks, it's obviously like peaks and troughs, and sitcoms kind of has to, at the end, reset, don't they, every time? Yeah, mm. yeah, totally. So it, like, kind of, it kind of did, didn't it? I mean, so yeah, like, so it, it wasn't like yeah. she was completely happy again, but like it reset her to being more or less kind of content with what was in her life. Well, yeah. yeah, and I, I yeah. do think I might have picked a, a bad episode in, in the waiting of yeah. the, good, <laughs> the good story versus the um, laughs. So, joke of the week, or...? <laughs> Because uh. <laughs> it's so angry. I'm not angry. <laughs> Barely suppressed rage. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm just, not angry I'm, at all. I'm just disappointed. Well, the uh, the reveal of the people watching her talking to the dog. Oh yeah, no, actually, fair. I forgot about that. That's a pretty good setup. Yeah, uh, it's a classic trope of a joke. Yeah, so good. I'll go with that. Yeah, good shout. Or was it um, Mrs. Conrad tearfully revealing that she is infertile? You <laughs> <laughs> got a big laugh out of you. Oh yeah, ha ha ha! Got it. That's a bit awkward. I thought. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> no, Baron. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really that's awful. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um... <laughs> there we go. It's just what you say. Yeah, like, yeah, that would be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> actually, <laughs> well, hang on. Now we're back on track. He's making a note. Let's get a rival. Yeah. What now? How do we move on? Uh, so we'll segue through with Does It Stand the Test of Time, first of all? Chris? No, I don't think so, really. Yeah, actually, you know what I think? I think if that was on today, uh, I think they would probably handle the mental illness part of it a bit more sensitively. Sensitively. Yeah, especially that bit at the end, like you said, with the barren woman. <laughs> don't, they keep, don't keep saying it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, um, and I think it would probably if it was nowadays they would. Um, I think they would be. We do. Um, no, carry on talking. I think if it was yeah nowadays they would be. There would be more, more of an effort to distribute the comedy more evenly throughout. I think which is what you were both looking for. I think. I think that's what, how they would. Oh, I see. Yeah, I just. I think that's how they would. Well, the things are still be there. Aren't they? Good. Mm. <laughs> that's weird. Um, yeah, no, like, like, yeah, as you're saying, I would wanted, I wanted more of the, wanted more of the laughs. No, no, I was, it just felt a bit flat for me. I didn't really enjoy it. Okay. it was, everything I was watching, it wasn't amusing. It was just like, oh my god, she's <laughs> having a proper breakdown here. Um, so, so does it sound a test of time? Oh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I distracted us with YouTube comments. I think comedically, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't because it was, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, t- the dynamically, like it, it was weighed, as I think, as you were both saying, too, maybe slightly too heavily in the mm. uh, the melodramatic side, mm. and the emotional side, rather, and it's a bit unbalanced. Uh, overall in this episode I don't know what the rest of them are obviously we can't say yeah do you want to go into the game Lapped out run down two all to save one foot in the game 
Uh, very simply, and it's called Butter Lie. Oh, okay. So I'm going to read a series of butterflies. Oh. Or are they? And you got to tell me whether it's a butterfly or butter lie. Okay. So yeah, like, I thought it would be this, but I thought that, that would be really obvious. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and shit. <laughs> right. Um, Wood, uh, Wood, you're going to go first because you won last time. Oh. Did I? And I chose this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now. Jesus oh Christ. yeah! What a twist! <laughs> like Mark Shyamalan. <laughs> it turns out Chris chose it after all. <laughs> oh, you brought it on yourself. Oh, God. Woods, Essex Skipper. Is it butterfly or butterfly? Butterfly. It is a butterfly. Good start. Good Strong start. start. <clears throat> Jones, yeah. the Emerald Duke. Is that a butterfly or a butterfly? Butterfly. It is butterfly. Oh, he's off. Well done. Wood, the ruby lady. Butterfly or butterfly? Butterfly. It is butterfly. You boys know your butterflies. (laughs) Jones. Yeah. Oh, topical. The almond tiger. Butterfly or butterfly? Butterfly. It's butterfly. Fuck. Wood, small copper. Is it butterfly or butterfly? Butterfly. That is a butterfly. Fuck. Oh, oh no. He's roaring in front. <clears throat> Jones. Peacock. Butterfly or butterfly? Butterfly. That is a butterfly. Yes. Did it. <laughs> Did it. <laughs> <laughs> Woods. The gatekeeper. Is that butterfly or butterfly? Butterfly. Oh, it's a butterfly. Oh, oh Jones could pull this back. I'm scared. Uh, weirdly topical again. Uh, the oh no, hang on. White letter hair streak. Is that butterfly or butterfly? White letter hair streak. Yes. Butterfly. That is a butterfly. God, it's a draw. Pulled it back. Pulled it back. Only only left one each. Yes. <laughs> Fifteen each. <laughs> Gonna get a good average. Come on. No, sorry, I'm laughing at the name of the next one. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> the purple emperor. <laughs> The what? Purple Emperor. Purple Emperor? Yeah. Why's that funny? <laughs> it sounds like a helmet. What? Based there. Topical. Linhurst jeans. <laughs> oh, look oh, at him. Look, what's happened to him? The Purple Emperor. <laughs> Bow down before me. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> <laughs> sobbing like Mrs. Conrad now, oh. look. Um, I'll say butterfly. Fucking idiot. It's a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jones, the uh, finally the Navy Admiral. Butterfly. It's butterfly. Fucking hell, it's a draw. Oh, it's a draw. What's what the doing fir- now? Arm wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> to the death. <laughs> That's the first ever draw, official draw we've had, which means I get to pick it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's good, yeah. That's good. Very good, yeah, for me. Um, <laughs> would, it <be> good? <laughs> would it be good for you? Uh, me and my girl. What's that one? Oh, tune in next week. <laughs> oh, what a teaser. Yeah. Uh, what is me and my girl? What, um, what episode have we been watching? Oh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Apparently, um, I say listeners, a listener does appreciate us telling them that. <laughs> uh, the classic series That's one. That's because he's looking to get his videos taken down off YouTube one by one. <laughs> Make a note of that. <laughs> he's like, he, he, he he's easier to report, doesn't he? Yeah. 
Series one, episode four, entitled The Home Help of Me and My Girl, is what we'll be watching for the final episode of series four. What, what, what a finale. What a finale that'll be, Me and My Girl, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. All right, then. Uh, yeah. Where, oh, fuck, where was I? What are you doing? I've lost butterflies. Oh, yeah, Mark was going to... Mark's obviously too, um, too modest to say, but uh, we've got some big news for the podcast. Is that the Great British Shitcom um, has actually been been nominated for best? Uh, not really, I wish it. That's never gonna happen. No. What a fucking waste of time this is. <laughs> I, was, I was following along going, like, what have we won? <laughs> As if they contact me. <laughs> yeah. straight, straight in the bin. But <laughs> straight away. Come on, then, do the outro bit. Uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at British Shitcom. Or use the hashtag <laughs> Shitcom. Or go to the website, thegreatbritishshitcom.tmail. That's dot T. I bet you couldn't even find us if you tried. <laughs> you fucking tried. You fat bum prick. <laughs> God, I, I dare you to leave a review. I bet no one will. No he probably tried to search oh, for yeah. Twitter and end up tweeting it, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> Got about three successive tweets saying the Great British Shitcom on your own Twitter feed. <laughs> Fucking dunce. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Leave us a review. <laughs> um, I've, I've been Mark. Oh, yeah, no, I haven't. Huh? <laughs> no, I haven't. I said I haven't. <laughs> and neither have I. <laughs> Bye. Uh-huh. See you later. Love is like a butterfly, soft and gentle as a sun. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. 